Welcome to Whiskey and Whiskers Podcast, episode five. Damn, new episode. Cinco. We're your host, Chop. Gator. And Blake. All right, and this week, join us, we have Dane Lewis. Uh, Dane, go ahead and say what's up. What's up, y'all? How are you guys doing? Hey, we're, we're doing good. We're excited to, uh, to have a guest on the show this week. Um, so what do you do? You play music or fucking something? No, man, I'm a, I'm a resident alcoholic at whatever bar decides to pay me way too much money uh, for four hours at a go anytime. Yeah, no. Um, See, I, 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 do it the other way around. I do it the um, other way around. I go to the bar and spend way too much money that for, for usually longer than four hours, but that's usually how it goes down. See, if you just start playing fucking guitar and screwing your life up, uh, eventually you can do what I do. I'm not saying it can do everything for you that is done for me. I'm just saying. I definitely appreciate your angle. I've never looked at it that way, but it's great. That's it, man. You pay. You get it for free. You get it done, and it doesn't really matter what the hell you do. It's they don't really care. They're afraid to tell you no. So uh, you're in a band. You play polka. What, what's the deal? We are the polka kings of the Midwest. Um, you wouldn't believe it if you see it, but I mean, it's uh, we get the full uh, German skirt out and the suspenders and everything. Later, the whole nine yards. Uh, we got an accordion reason. player. He's really great. His name is uh, Frau. And um, <laughs> no, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a country singer. Got a three piece band. Uh, we travel around and uh, play country music. A lot of national touring acts from Casey Donahue and Coetzel to Brantley Gilbert, uh, Billy Currington, a bunch of different guys. And we've been doing it for the last couple of years, but having a good time with it. So. Uh, we figured we'd keep doing it. We're all moving out of Nashville here in April and going for the gold, so we'll see what we can do. Nashville? That's a little cliche. Why don't you move to Austin? Actually, no, second thought, don't move to Austin. That's, there's <laughs> way too many people moving to Austin. That's what I've been seeing everywhere is like everyone wants everyone to stay the hell out of Texas because everyone that's in Texas is like, yeah, it is nice. Leave. <laughs> but So you're going to move to Nashville? That's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of out of a – it's a necessary evil is what I'll call it. Um we got some really good people down there. Uh, Kenny Rogers, guitarist, and his wife have been like my grandparents uh, since I've met them. Uh, they've helped me get to know so many, so many people in the business that uh, have really helped try to catapult my career into places that I couldn't have thought. So, um, and you rely on each other, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and it's I got a lot of friends down there, and it's a really welcoming community. Everybody, no one really has egos or fuck you and trying to beat you. It's mostly everyone's in the same boat trying to go to the same place. But it is kind of funny too to see some of the Broadway dudes that are. I'm not going down to hump Broadway. That's kind of my my biggest thing. I'm going down there to do meetings and travel out of there because it's centralized. So I see. There's definitely a lot of networking opportunities and like and. You know, just there's a lot of people in Nashville that are in the music scene, especially if you're in the country music scene. So that's pretty cool. Have you? Uh, I want to talk about your musical influence a little bit, and uh, maybe I'll just start with that. Like, like who's your who's your your favorite country music star? What do you try to emulate? You know, what do you try to? What's your what's your brand? We we have uh, you know we try to basically put out rock songs uh, with country lyrics. I, I guess if it would have been back in the seventies, it probably would have been like Leonard Skinner and Tom Petty and a lot of those guys. That wouldn't be you know they would be labeled country today because they just don't have a better label for it. A lot of rock music has kind of gotten um, you know commercialized. Butt metal uh, is kind of how I like to describe <laughs> a lot of it. Um, there's some dudes that are very good exceptions of that. We we hung out with the dudes in Dirty Honey when we were down in Nashville last time, and those guys are badass. Um, but 
essentially, Eric Church is a dude that I kind of hang tight to as far as musical styles. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of your grittier stuff has been what I've gone for. Uh, what about like the, the, yeah, the red, did you say red dirt? I'm sorry. You cut out there for a second. Did you say red dirt scene? Are you into that? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I'm totally into the red dirt stuff, dude. I mean, we, uh, sorry, my video froze. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> um, so no, we, we played with dudes like Co Wetzel and, um, Casey Donahue, a lot of different red dirt cats. Um, like Whiskey Myers, all those kinds of guys. Uh, oh, the Rockier like Myers, that's, that's the right. Texas. That's the right. I love oh, that's the right there. answer. East Texas, yeah. <laughs> no, dude, them them boys. Uh, it, it's just cool shit that's coming up. That's out of your res region. It's uh, it's been kind of weird to see how different for the better that kind of music has been than what's conventionally coming out of Nashville. But I welcome it with open arms because it's been too long. Um. Can so, we yeah, all we agree that we've had dirt, enough? We, we've had enough of Kenny Chesney in that style of music, right? Like that arena rock country music. Come on, God, I hope. And I'm and look. I'm not. I'm not saying fuck Kenny Chesney. Although I'm saying fuck Kenny Chesney. My my point I is am. just that we, we just we don't need to hear that shit anymore. Like we need something new. We need something different, and, and that's cool. No, man. What I, about uh, uh, what about like historical influence, like? Uh, if if you were to go back, like maybe not, I want to tour with these people or play with these people. But like when you were a kid listening to music, what what was what was the the cool shit for you? Tom Petty, man, that was uh, through and through. Tom Petty was kind of the shit. Um, that was my dad's favorite always growing up. So we'd we'd ride in his. He had like a '96 Mark Eight Lincoln, and we'd listen to Wildflowers till the cassette tape burned out, and um, just that kind of stuff. Uh, Tom Petty, Ted Nugent. Um, a lot of Skinner, a lot of just the rockier, cool shit. John Mellencamp's been a big one, uh, just especially growing up from a farm background. Uh, Mellencamp's one of those dudes that actually sang about farm stuff. and uh, I don't know. It, it's been cool. And you've got a background in farming, at least uh, it, that's what I heard on your, your interview earlier, yeah. right? So. Yep, yep. No, we uh, I've farmed with my dad from the time I was a you know, eight years old driving trucks and driving tractors, you know, which is totally safe and legal. Yeah. Um, and, and all the way through my twenties and it's, uh, it's formed a lot with, you know, the way that I approach situations and conduct business and stuff. So no farming has been a big part of my life. Well, and it's cool that like, like that, that's, what's cool to sing about if you're a country music singer, right? Is, Oh, I'm a farmer. Like we're going to drive a track, dude, you actually did it. And that's, you know, you can come from a place of like, this is something that I know integrity and yeah, like actual yeah. yeah like life experience right. well I try to always make a big point to uh, base all my stories and all my songs off of real life experiences like I'm a big dude on that um, you know we met we played a show with Brantley Gilbert uh, last summer and he's a very similar I got to talk to him for a long time and uh, there's a lot of dudes in mainstream country music that you may or may not like but even if you don't like Brantley's music just know that he's one of the dudes that actually is honest and not full of shit he's actually a really good guy that's down to earth and true about a lot of his stuff and so i've always kind of been on that same staple of write about shit you know about don't sing about you know truck beer girl bonfire we hee haw uh, yeah mm-hmm. You know. mm-hmm. yeah you can see right through that stuff man mm-hmm. uh always yeah i that's cool we we uh haven't talked a lot about um our musical influences on the show but uh, Tom Petty resonates with me definitely for sure. Um, obviously Willie Nelson. I mean, I'm from Texas, right? Yeah, so, right. so, so you know, that's a big thing. But uh, 
Yeah, that's cool. Really? Uh, so on the classic rock side, I guess that's how I'd, I'd classify all that stuff for myself. Uh, right. I, I was like, like Nickelback or? Yeah, like Nickelback <laughs> and uh, who are those? Creed? You're going to want to get some, some Creed in there. Nirvana. Yeah. Nirvana's good. Classic oh, rock, too. Herpen. Yeah. Dude, Nirvana is probably considered classic rock. Nirvana. It is. It was considered classic rock when they had classic rock on the radio. Oh, I shit a chicken one day. I was mowing the lawn and I had those big headphones on. And uh, yeah, I was listening to the classic rock station. I remember the first time Nirvana rolled it off. I was like, no, they're not old enough yet. Come on, fucking quit. <laughs> yeah, like, man. Yeah, they're not put them like back that. on the rock radio, please. Yeah. Where's the alternative? Come on. Uh, well, let's uh, see what's in the box. Yeah. Shall we? So for those of you that don't know, the magic box hides which whiskey we're drinking this week. And this week, so, uh, well, damn it, Chop. This is the, the magic bottle that, uh, I, you know, someone spent way too much money on on accident that I talked about two episodes ago. Uh, okay. Oh. But so- today we are drinking Widow Jane Lucky 13 straight bourbon whiskey aged 13 years in American oak. Uh, it's got a barrel number, bottle number, date, all that. We'll talk about that later. But first, shut the fuck up. Ooh, that's oh, that's nice. <laughs> Ooh, I just caught a whiff of it, and I'm trying not to like give you a poker face, whether it's good or not. <laughs> but I did just smell it. All right, hold on. <laughs> Pop number two, good. still good. So, Dan, we like to we like to pop the bottle fresh on the show, so that they know that uh, we're starting from the beginning. Good. And, good premise. And and realistically, like the bottle pop matters. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's a it's a visceral feeling, like at the beginning of a of a drinking endeavor so we try to do very non-pretentious reviews of whiskey right so we do uh you know like our metrics are is it sweet is it crunchy (laughs) does it bite does it get you drunk and is the bottle cool and is the bottle cool (laughs) that's that's kind of how we grade our whiskey and we don't like to talk we don't like to talk about smoky overtones and hints of caramel yeah we're, we're trying to figure out if it gets you drunk and if we're taking... Like, we're taking shots of it. Can we just be real for a fucking second? But you can't right. get a hint of the smokiness. We do take shots. You know what I mean? It's maybe got some uh, autumn... And your butt fucking leaves. cigarettes in the studio, right? You get the smoky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The smoky tobacco we smell, taste. All right, cheers, y'all. Dane, you're drinking with us over there, huh? You can take a shot with y'all. There you go. Every remote cheers. shot. That's cheers. cool. Cheers. What are you drinking on your side, Dane? Uh, well, Ooh. okay. I like that. So I'm a full-blown alcoholic, so... Uh, oh, you'll fit in nicely. Yeah, I'm sipping on this... Well, I'll tell you, I'm just shooting Jameson. But um, I'm sipping on this... Uh, actually, so I'm from Iowa, and there's an S&B Farms, uh, private first class. They have, S&B Farms has their own distillery in a town called Bancroft, Iowa. And it's called private first class. On every bottle, they put a story about a private in the u.s army typically in world war ii um this bottle is, is there a picture is there private. a picture of the yeah. yep there is one right on there you get a little history and, lesson there yeah it's uh this with the sparkle always in his eyes spirit is named after private right or private first class raymond blade raymond body maybe uh i might pronounce that wrong bade who served in the u.s army from 44 to 46 is a part of the uh 24th corps 40th division so um yeah, it's cool, man. He was, sounds like he's in the Pacific Conflict, and yeah, it's really good though, man. It's a really sweet, sweet whiskey that's really easy sipping, but yeah, it'll get you hammered. That's nice. cool. That's that distillery is up there. Yeah, no, it's uh, there's there's a lot of liquor stores around here. Um, 
that don't sell it, uh, but there's some, I don't know how to call them other than like bougier liquor stores, but they're cool. Like, I mean, they, they sell the stuff that's not just the name brand. And uh, there's one called Corkett and Lamar's, Iowa, which is like the ice cream capital of the world. And they have, uh, yeah, they have this. Th- so that's where we go to get it. I think Corn has, like the, the band Corn, yeah. has a bottle of whiskey from Iowa. Like, I think it's called really? Corn, Iowa. Yeah. Slipknot. Slipknot. Yeah, that's who it is. There you go. Yeah, it's like Corn. They're from Des Moines. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's we drank that on the show. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I, I was all of it. pulling way back. I was, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So you said you were from Iowa, and you mentioned there's an ice cream capital of the world near there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So here's the question I have for you. <laughs> so oh, no. I, I travel for work and like got some family across the U.S., right? Uh, and I guess we have breakfast tacos here in Texas that like, that's, that's everywhere. Fucking everywhere. Like prolific. Yeah. I dude, fucking gas stations have breakfast tacos. It's like, a, it's a staple. Yeah. So, so wait, pump the brakes. Yeah. Are you familiar with breakfast tacos or is that a new, it's like yeah, where they breakfast take breakfast and they wrap it up in a tortilla, you know, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm being I've never heard of it. <laughs> Tell me more, please. <laughs> So what well, is Spanish, right? I don't know. I, the, <laughs> breakfast tacos, Spanish. The reason I'm curious is because like, uh, so my grandfather, he lives in Florida and I remember going back or going to Florida and like, I don't know, the mid two thousands. Right. And he was like, I don't know what the fuck a breakfast taco is. Like, what do you mean a breakfast taco? We have tacos. We have breakfast. <laughs> what, what do you want from me? And I guess like it's not as prolific or at least it wasn't before. But I'm curious, sure. like, it, like, is that a thing in Iowa? Like, do y'all have breakfast tacos around or? Dude, um, so I will say this about, especially my, uh, where I'm at. So, um, you guys know Omaha, Nebraska. That's kind of the staple of the Midwest or whatever. Somewhere in middle America? Um, yeah, yeah. Warren Buffett. So, half north of there is where I live. And uh, it's called Susi, Iowa. And there's some of the best Mexican food I've ever tried here. And I don't know why, but there's so many traditional Mexican restaurants here. And all of them, because we're bastard gringos, uh, we uh, we like breakfast. So all of them have breakfast tacos and breakfast burritos and all that stuff. So, yeah, there's a litany of, uh, of breakfast taco creations up here. So That's crazy, man. I would have never thought that in my life. I spent oh, yeah. some time in Utah and the breakfast taco, at least when I was there 10 years ago, that was a foreign concept. <laughs> <laughs> they had Navajo tacos. I don't know what the fuck that shit is. I never ate it, but breakfast tacos were a foreign concept by all means. What are Navajo tacos? They take like, I don't know, pemmican dude. and they put it in like a like, yeah, d- deer leather. With juniper berries and like, yeah, <laughs> some magic on it or something. I don't know, dude. Maybe some beer cans. Dude, I can say this. So being from Texas, like I'm, I'm 100% biased for Tex-Mex, right? Like I, I love our Mexican food, you know, and I feel like. Which is not authentic Mexican food. No, no, it's not. But it's all. authentic Tex-Mex. Yeah, yeah. It's its, it's, its own thing. thing. And we do have authentic Mexican food here. Smother it's it in just, cheese, dude. Give me some refried beans. You know what I'm saying? But I went so I went to Colorado for my honeymoon. I just got married, you know, three, four months ago, something like that. And uh, like a month ago, actually. But. So we, we went to Rest in uh, peace. Uh, <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Ridgeway, which is where they filmed the original True Grit, right? Uh, yeah. And so we were hanging out there. Clint Eastwood. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was Fill your hands, you son of a bitch. It was cool as shit. We were having fun. And uh, one day we were, you know, we were getting food at the three restaurants in town or whatever. Uh, and we went to this Mexican restaurant and dude, it was 
fucking legit. It was like super legit, authentic Mexican food, like blew my fucking mind. Like I was really skeptical. Like I said, I travel for work. I've had some really shit Mexican food in some places that are not, you know, Texas. And, uh, yeah, dude, it blew my fucking mind. Did you, did you order in Spanish? That ain't real, man. <laughs> Shit. I could have, though. He definitely would have understood. Dude, there's taco trucks here. Uh, Dane, there's taco trucks here that, like, they don't speak English. They're zero English. And, and they don't speak Spanish either, man. <laughs> <laughs> you just, it says pastor or bistake or something. You're like, I don't know. Fucking, I'll have some of the yellow. That's That looks good. And they don't ask you flour or corn. If they ask you flour or corn, like nah, that's that's pussy shit. Like they're gonna they're gonna give you, they're gonna give you the real shit. They're just gonna give corn. you a taco, dude. <laughs> With whatever insert word here. Saboyas? You're gonna have some saboyas. Either that or you're gonna go, I want some tamales, and they're gonna go, okay, cool. And you hand them five bucks and they hand you like four dozen tamales or something. Yeah. <laughs> something yeah. fucked up. Dude, it's there's places in town here. Uh, there's two places in town that are really, really good. There's a place called La Juanitas, and then there's another place called El Huero's. Um and you always, if you order like cuatro asada tacos, then you get a discount because you were a dick. That was, you know, yeah. a gringo that ordered, you know, can I get four tacos, please? You know, I mean, like, <laughs> so no, there's, and then these dudes, you'll watch them come in and they'll speak Spanish over the counter and they'll get their tacos first, like, and they'll leave. Oh, and they're so, like half the price too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. Okay, uh, can I get four tacos, two burritos, three drinks, and like uh, a batch of French fries? Because for some reason their French fries are bomb and shit. And they're like, oh yeah, uh, eight dollars. And you're like, awesome, <laughs> holy shit, dude. So we've we've talked about it on the show before, but there's no bullshit like pickup trucks. Like, do you drive in a Chevy fifteen hundred that'll back up in a fucking. Uh, 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 corner store parking lot and just drop his tailgate and open a cooler Start and be like breakfast tacos, tacos $2 let's go <laughs> so sick too and, and you don't or, like yeah again you don't order there you just tell them how many yeah, yeah you, exactly. oh, you, got, you got tacos <laughs> I'll take five yeah yeah so something that's been crazy in Austin is like there's been a lot of home construction pretty prolific you know so that's brought in a lot of that like taco truck culture I know in my neighborhood when they were building a bunch of houses man there's you know, they drive through and honk their horn, and they drive through the taco trucks, you know. Mm-hmm. I never got any. I but, was afraid to get sick or something. See, like I that. thought you were talking about the gentrification of Austin and getting the, like, food trucks, which is an diff- entirely different concept. Oh, that's bougie, dude. Than, like, the taco truck that I'm used to, that you're, I grew up around. You're going to you get know? a flaming mignon fucking vegan taco shell tacos <laughs> yeah, food there. Trucks, you know? <laughs> food trucks are way too classy for me. I, I, I stick to, you know, tacos out of the bed of a pickup. <laughs> Gluten-free <laughs> salsa <laughs> and shit. <laughs> And you know, More you know how you know the they're good. I, this is how I judge them. If they have the the colas, the big Coca Colas, oh, the, the litros, the litros, yeah. <laughs> There's one in my fridge right now. I'm not even joking. My uh, my roommate opened one the other day. I don't know if they brought one back from Mexico. We went in like October, but I found one on the counter the other day. I'm like, what the hell? And it wasn't an English word on it. I was like, I gotta try it. It that's looks really good because yeah, you know it's funny as hell. It's the best, dude. That Mexican Coke's the best for sure. <laughs> Uh, sugar. All right. So while we're talking about beverages, one of the best hangover cures, um, and I feel a little pretentious about saying this, but dude, it's fucking good. Can yeah. we just acknowledge that it like is. a mimosa <laughs> is <laughs> what will save your life? A mimosa will save your life when you're when you're a hungover piece of shit because you need that vitamin C, right? You got a little bit of alcohol, but it's not so much that it's gonna like overwhelm your stomach, you know. So you you got a little bit of alcohol poisoning as well. But here's the deal: like you just woke up. In, 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 in your whitey tidies, yeah. and you look around, and there's like 
you know, some other motherfucker over there asleep on the ground, and you're like, hey, you kick him, wake him up, and you're like, bro, let's go fucking get some breakfast. And he's like, yeah. Now, you're fucking up right now. Hold on. This is what... What ends up happening is you end up having brunch, right? Because you woke yeah. up late, yep. and now you're ordering mimosas <laughs> with your bro. So you're basically going on a date with your bro for brunch. You're going on a brunch date with your bro. For bromosas? For bromosas. <laughs> Come on, dude. And both of you just decide not to acknowledge it. You're just like, fuck it, dude. I'm going to drink mimosas and eat pancakes. Wait, hold on. Until Here, here's I where, feel feelings again. Here's where you're fucking up, all right? There's two drinks that are acceptable like, by popular culture, to drink before noon, all right? One of them is a Bloody Mary, and the other one's a mimosa. Uh-huh. Now, you can drink a lot of mimosas, and nobody will fucking care. Yeah, it's classy. You can only drink, like, one Bloody Mary, all right? If you drink more than one Bloody Mary, people start being like, dude, you're just drinking vodka. <laughs> don't, don't fucking blame me. Plus, once you, th- like, throwing up Bloody Marys in the parking lot at 9 a.m. on a Sunday, yeah, it, it's not a good look, you know? It's heartburn, for sure. <laughs> Y'all get the spicy ones. Don't watch. Stay in your own car. (laughs) (laughs) So, I do agree with you. However, you need to plan ahead. And you need to have a bottle of champagne ready to go. And you just claim it's for your wife, right? Like, that's that's the clear answer. And you're just like, oh, I got a bottle of champagne for the wife. And then you wake up the next morning and drink all all of it. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Or your girl. Well, you know, whatever. Um, Your your significant other. I don't have one of those. That's good. You got too many of them, probably. <laughs> it's just, it, I, I've worked really hard to stay away from that for a long time. Um, It'll take you down the wrong path. What? It'll take you down the wrong path, you know? You start getting into, yeah. the, into the culture of it all, and, like, before you know it, you're picking out curtains and shit. Dude, you don't want that. You want to stick to the to the drugs and alcohol that got you where you are today, you know? Yeah, you don't want exactly. to... Want- yeah. You don't want to be like Blake and end up at the farmer's market wearing a fanny pack, you know? Oh, like that's, that's that's I don't want to take Sunday Hobby Lobby trips weekly yeah. like and have a, have a lot of credit at that motherfucker. No, there's... <laughs> Y'all don't have a Hobby Lobby credit card? <laughs> is, that, is that bougie? Can I not do that? We did. We defaulted on it. We didn't make any payments. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Bad in our uh, what kind of shit fucking asshole defaults on a Hobby Lobby? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, sometimes you gotta take a risk. You bought three picture frames and now we're coming for your fucking house. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Dude, okay, so if you're if you're gonna set up a Bromosa date, right? Like, you gotta fucking. Well, it doesn't start as a date. That's kind of what I was getting at. It's like, yeah, it, it starts as a defense. yeah, and but. It's it's inevitable, and then when you're sitting there at brunch, and everyone else is like, just got done with church, you know? Yeah. Like they they took showers and like put their good clothes on, and now you're sitting there with all of them, but you've got this dude with you, and y'all are drinking pounding mimosas. Well, they don't they don't serve mimosas at Levy's, bro. You gotta go to fucking, you gotta go somewhere else for that shit. What well, what makes it a date though? What are you kissing the guy afterwards or something? Well, just you just hold his hand a little bit, you know. I mean, I guess if the way out the door. That's his hand, you fucking prudes. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I guess that's acceptable nowadays. Like nobody's a power <laughs> bottom anymore. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a uh, a mimosa date is actually just like yeah, uh, it's a mimosa hookup because it's not planned, but you what wound if, up getting drunk enough that it was required. What if what if we started? What if we had an app? You know, like they've got the farmers only app, and they've got the like you know. Hey, and all that shit. Nine app. What if we had an app that was just like Bromosa app, and it's like 
Are you hungover <laughs> as fuck? You want to go drink some mimosas and pound some pancakes? Like, let's go do that. Yeah. yeah. It's a dirty Craigslist ad. Like, <laughs> I'm just looking for guys that are really hungover that I can go to breakfast with on Sundays. Oh, yeah. Like... Or yeah, maybe, you might you might throw off the wrong impression depends, there. That's depends on your lifestyle. I that guess. app is quickly going to turn into something that it wasn't intended for. Yeah, it's going to turn to a party, dude. I think that's already an app, and I think it's called Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see this turn into a huge party, though. You know what I mean? Imagine if it was that prolific. You had like. All these people gathering at like uh, insert breakfast location here. Denny's, dude. Denny's, Denny's is- you know. And now this place is packed full of all these hungover motherfuckers getting drunk, and then they're just going to party more. I don't know. When I'm hungover and I drink more, I party par, dude. An app where you arrange block parties for breakfast promos. (laughs) Dude, I'm so down. I'm in one giant van, and you go down to the corner gas station and get $2 breakfast tacos from the guy. That's that's all it is. And then as long as you teach him how to serve champagne and orange juice, you got a whole fucking day planned right there on the corner of whatever street and whatever street. Dude, that's not hard to teach. 70% 70 champagne, 30% orange juice. That's fucking easy to teach. Pretty pretty quick it turns to vodka. Like, pretty soon you're drinking screwdrivers, right? And then you just switch to straight whiskey. Then, you know, I know a guy that can play some music. Now we got a party happening. You see what I'm saying? You'll be throwing up breakfast tacos in no time. (laughs) All over again. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, here's my question. Why haven't they made it so I can door dash a fucking bromosa so I can just bro down at my house? You can't. Isn't alcohol legal to bromoso to your house with the app? You just got to Google it. I think they deliver. I think they deliver liquor now. But they, yeah, they deliver liquor. Uh, I was in Nashville, actually, back in uh, November, and I was over at my buddy's house, and we... um. Uh, smoking Pacalolo uh, for all my Hawaiian friends. Um, and we were sitting there, and I'm like, he's like, oh, I should DoorDash something. And I was, he's like, oh, should we DoorDash a bottle of Jameson? But my buddy was underage. He goes, so you'll have to do it. And I was like, well, what the hell? Um, I was like, you can get liquor here? Like, because you can't do it in Sioux City. That's just restaurants here. Um, but basically, I guess you go there, you have to upload your ID or whatever on DoorDash, but you can actually order liquor at least in Nashville, or bigger towns, I'm sure Austin can do it. Um, I'm sure nobody can figure out how to get around that that take a picture exactly. of a 21 or up ID, right? Like that's pretty rock solid. Like yeah, no right, one so- ever figured out how to get a fake ID for anything ever in their life. <laughs> Having been down this road maybe before once, you know, just once, just the one time. Uh, you can you take a picture of ID your ID, but then like whenever they show up, you have to show them the same ID, right? Yeah. Well, that's yep. okay. So as long as you have a fake ID, you're good. Or, or someone or just on the same fake. Yeah, same fake should be the same exact thing. Yeah. Yeah, you just can't have like an NFT of your fucking Man, license. When I was a kid, we had to fucking talk to a homeless person. What the <laughs> fuck, dude? Like they got it so much easier now, dude. That took guts, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. That was scary, dude. Are you kidding me? When you're just like, I'm gonna. Take a chance, dude. This guy could be a cop. He could murder me, or he's just going to buy me a bunch of booze. So what was the progression? So it sounds like you, it was yeah. talking to homeless dudes. And then for me, at my my generation, it was like, just go to every fucking gas station. And if they were like, oh, can you show me your ID? You're like, oh, I forgot my wallet. I'll be right back. And then you go to your car and bail as fast as you can. Yeah, you get the hell out of Dodge. Now, yeah. usually it would be like, oh, what's the liquor store with the guy that looks like a crack addict working the counter that hates his life? And like, oh, yeah, I don't care if I sell this case of beer to a 16-year-old. And all that. I went to a lot of weird, like, 
younger underage parties with that one 22 year old guy that didn't have any friends that hung uh, out. Like, I don't know if y'all watch Cobra Kai or anything like that, but there's that one guy in the group that's like 45 years old, and he's like, yeah, I just want to be friends with people, because all people my age fucking hate me. Yeah. So all my boost for everyone. Spoiler alert, all the people that you're hanging out with now hate you too, but you can buy alcohol, so you're a pretty cool motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Damn, I've definitely hung out with those people before. Dude, I... Yeah. I walk up to the homeless guy and I'm like, bro, you buy us a pack of beer or what? And he's like, get this shit off of myself. And you're like, okay, never mind. <laughs> I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I didn't go, I planned. Oh, man. Oh, now, the homeless people What's you the- want to find are the ones that are like, yeah, I'll buy it, but also I need a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, that's that's who you want. Yeah. And you're like, get two. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. I have a pack of cigarettes. Uh, the worst part about that story where oh i do this 22 years old at whatever instantly when you say that story your mind goes to that person in your life when you were that underage kid like oh yeah that was tim for me like oh yeah i know tim i know tim yeah yeah, yeah it's good to say i was never that person and i'm happy for that what the boss say no that was like the the old guy oh yeah, yeah. Weird old yet, guy that just hangs out with sixteen-year-olds, yeah, because that's fucking terrible. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. I know there's like dads who hang out with their like teenage kids. It's kind of creepy. That's some like alcohol and stuff. Uh, like American Beauty shit. Like, dude, you you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be Kevin Spacey. You know what I'm saying, dude? Like, for <laughs> many reasons, dude. Like that guy. Oof, yeah. Pay it forward. How? Compounded, dude. Like in multiple arenas. Even the metaverse, dude. He's not cool. <laughs> Well, let's switch it up. So we were talking about musical influences and chop. You <laughs> you dropped a bomb on me today that uh, I wasn't I wasn't prepared for, but I'm thankful for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dane, have you ever heard of dwarf metal? Ooh, I haven't gone past baby metal and <laughs> me up enough that I never wanted to revisit any sort of pretense word metal ever again, <laughs> other than like trash or death. So it, it can, uh, in case you can't pick up on context clues, uh, it's metal, but to, but it's about dwarves. <laughs> so it's songs like King Under the Mountain. And uh, what's, what's, what was Dig, your favorite? Diggy, diggy. Diggy, diggy, diggy hole. Yeah. <laughs> and dude. Diggy hole, shovel's too tall. Like, I don't it's, know. it's fun to sit and laugh at, but dude, that shit slaps. <laughs> it's so good. So this was. The music. So Diggy Diggy Hole got introduced to me, and I guess it's like really popular with uh, like D and D crews and shit like that, right? Like they, it's you know, it's sure. it's some nerd shit, but uh, they found you know metal that was like you know dwarfs singing about being dwarfs, but it's metal, and uh, so there's like entire albums of this shit, <laughs> dude. They got a double bass and fucking guitar riffs, and it goes hard, dude. It's not, it's not, yeah. It sounds a lot like pirate metal. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, they're the same thing. Ailstorm, man. Ailstorm's a fucking unit of a band. Oh, I love Ailstorm. I've, I've seen Ailstorm, like, twice now, and they're fucking great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I believe it. Oh, they're so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, and, and I've introduced them to that as well. But now, yeah, now I'm on to Dwarf Metal, and that's that's my new jam. Uh, <laughs> dude, it mixes, like, everything that I love. So I went, like, hard on, I went hard on fucking sea shanties uh, this last year. And dwarf metal is like sea shanties mixed with metal, mixed with like some fucking Gaelic shit. Uh, I don't know. Like it's just like everything that I'm super fucking into. <laughs> it's it's oh like my perfect. god. And yeah, dwarfs. short people. Yeah, it's fine. You can. Yeah. we're not kink shaming here. Like you can, you can say. 
I yeah, get dude, it. It's it's uh I don't know. It it does slap though. It's, it's fucking dude. They get the they get the pickaxe right like the tink tink to set the fucking tone, you know. <laughs> Dude, and then they start that drum beat. You're like, holy shit, we're about to fight a like. We're about a, to dig a hole, a Balrog or something. <laughs> Dude, I love like Gregorian chant metal. What is it? Gregorian. Okay, so I, the only class I took a, I went to a community college, and I only went two years. I got an associate's degree in bullshit, but I took. There's one class I failed the whole time, and it was music, and <laughs> in. In this music class, uh, they talk about the history of music, and, like, it goes back to, like, the 1300s and all this shit, right? And there was a thing called Gregorian chant, which is all those monks sitting around with the robes, and they're like, oh, like the Halo theme yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's a whole thing for, like, uh, Gregorian chant metal. Like, so, they take all those guys, like, sitting in a circle chanting, and, oh, and then they just hit it fucking hard, like a slayer <laughs> after that. It's badass. <laughs> I can dig it. Uh, well, the Mongolian throat, throat music. music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same like the Who or whatever. Yeah. H-U. Yeah. 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 Hunugurin or whatever that song yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Wolf Totem with Jacoby from Papa Roach and shit like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That shit's dope, dude. I like. I, what's yeah. the one? Uh, what was the other band? It was. Uh, I think it was the Who with. Um, it was a metal band or, or like punk band. It, yeah, whatever. Emo. I don't I don't know Papa what the fuck to call it. Nirvana. No. Papa Roach. No, 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 no. It was, uh... uh I don't know. Fuck, uh, man. 311, I, Third Eye Blind. No. I'll find it later, all right? Uh, blind. <laughs> but, uh... Dude, yeah, that, that shit goes hard. Did y'all hear that, uh... While we're, while we're doing obscure music, did you hear that an Endangered Birds song, album, topped Taylor Swift, top 50 in Australia? Endangered Birds. See, there, there's like, it was a dude recording Endangered Birds... And it got over, like, in the top 50 in Australia, it got over Taylor Swift. Like, that's how big this fucking Endangered Birds album got. So awesome. It was from Ashes to New, wasn't it? Yep, that's the one. That's the one. Yep. No, yeah. It was Birds over Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. Endangered Birds. I I mean, I I didn't listen to it. I didn't listen to it, so I don't know, like, if if it had, like, a a cadence to it or a rhythm or anything, or if it was just like bird recordings, I'd like to think that they made music out of it at least. Right. Dude, that's a great band. That's, uh, David Crosby. Endangered birds. Well, they were the birds. The, the birds. Endi- oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Endangered. Yeah. Well, the birds. Yeah. yeah. Probably endangered now. I'm guessing. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> extinct. Yeah. Birds. Most of them are extinct. Their population is really small. Now. That's oh, like the Yardbirds, yeah, with like Jimmy Page and uh, Eric Clapton, right? Eric and Clapton. Jeff Beck, yeah, Clapton and Jeff Beck, yeah, yeah. Dude, so, uh, oh, man, I, I'm waiting for the day that the number one single on Spotify is like Whale Sounds, because you know it's gonna happen. Dude, I'm so down. I'm so down. <laughs> that stuff makes me have it. to go poop, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the brown sound, dude. It's like I don't like it. Not there's, when I'm sleeping, you know. There's got to be someone. So that's why I like it. I like to put it on and go to sleep. But I'll shoot the bed, dude. <laughs> I'm old fucking balls. But uh, dude, there's got to be someone that's done whale sounds to music, right? Like to to drums and shit. Oh, I bet you there's like a trap song. Oh, dude, there's a 311 song. There's a 311 song with whales. Oh yeah, uh, beautiful disaster. Aqu- aqueous transmissions, I think. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Nope, not even a little bit. Ah, well, it's a, thing. There's a whole Star Trek movie about it. 
Like, I mean, just going and finding the whales and saving so, the world. So the, the whales have made it mainstream. That's your real competition here, Dana. Like, you gotta... Once you can once you can open for the whales, right? Like, then you know you've made it. Dude, I don't know how into, like, thrash metal and shit like that you guys are, but uh, there's... Let's see, uh, do you guys listen to Gojira at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, fly, that album is whale. sick. Yeah. Uh, backbone, thing, backbone is fucking To find the whales, I'm like, that's the best right there. <laughs> Oh, yeah, shit. Gator's calling it, guys. So I actually saw Gojira also live. So I'm, I'm a metalhead by by trade. By uh, <laughs> trade. Uh, yeah, Backbone by Gojira is fucking nasty. That's one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. of all time. But that album was the same one with the uh, the Final yeah, Whales song. I used to riff with a guy. Like when I was a I was a riffer. I was well, I was a carpenter. That was kind of the biggest piece of bullshit about that whole job. I was a finished carpenter for three years. And so I worked on houses, I worked on, you know, all these big golf community houses and shit like that. And, uh, but in the summertime, we had a really bad hailstorm that rolled through, uh, around here. Oh. And I, I worked with the, like, I think it was like five of us. There's just five white dudes on a roof that, and we did, I think 50 some roofs in the summer, which is absolutely fucking bonkers. But one of them was a, uh, one of them was a huge metalhead. So he showed me all these bands and he's like, Dude, have you heard of fucking Gojira? It's a bunch of French dudes that like sing about whales. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Did you say roof, by the way? Yeah, roof. Yeah. Like okay. roofing, like shooting, yeah. Shingles. Yeah. I wanted to make I sure. Don't, I don't know this word. Yeah, that's that's foreign to me. <laughs> well, are you guys roof people? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> roof people. <laughs> yeah, roof people. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's that's the uh, geographical disconnect that we have going on here. <laughs> now I get it. Now it all makes sense. Oh, oh, you're working roof on a roof. roof. Okay. A roofer is my dog sitting at the end of the room here. <laughs> he oh, roofs, but I roof. Oh, my dog boofs. It's it's different, but oh well, we don't talk about that because that's uh, <laughs> that's illegal to give your dog drugs suppositorily. Oh, I didn't putting oh, drugs up, was, putting drugs up your ass is boofing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Learn something new every day. one paper towel and shove it up your ass. Same thing. Damn. Damn. I just called that Tuesday. You do that, Blake? Wait, dude. So, fuck, dude. Sorry, just took another shot. This shit's good. DoorDash. While we're talking about delivery, getting alcohol delivered, all right? Uh, so DoorDash has implemented this new policy where every motherfucker that works for DoorDash from the, uh, lowest guy they just signed up to the CEO of the company has to make deliveries. Now, what fucked up shit can you do to the CEO to make him realize that like he needs to pay his dudes more? Oh, that'd be so great. I would love to be just like, uh, can I order a smoothie without the smoothie? If, like, if you knew, like if you knew cup of thing. Uh, can I? Uh, yeah. I want the bottom half of a top sirloin. <laughs> I want a, about the cheese. I want a cheese. Yeah, a cheeseburger, no cheese. Cheeseburger, no cheese. Yeah. Add onions. <laughs> <laughs> Extra cheese, bro. And could you please do a dance for my ring camera when you drop it off? Like that's the special note, special, special instruction. instructions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think this is gonna be effective? So I've I've seen lately that there's a CEO who uh, offered new hires five thousand dollars to quit. Oh Dude, yeah, yeah, and I I don't know how I feel about that. Like I get it. You're you're weeding out like the the people that are already inclined to quit, 
right? And that brings room for new talent. And honestly, it's probably cheaper to give some motherfucker that's on his way out $5,000 than it is to like pay motherfuckers to stay there forever. Yeah. And half-ass their job for the rest of their life. Right. right. At the same time, aren't you just going to get a bunch of people that like hire on and then quit? Not necessarily. Because they're going to still hire from the same like talent pool, which is not necessarily big. I mean, if, if you were a not a dumb motherfucker, wouldn't you be like, anybody who was hired before this date and quits gets $5,000? No, because that defeats the purpose. The goal is to try and get people out. And and uh, I guess I guess once you get people that are disenfranchised, right? Like people that are already like, man, fuck this shit. It's just the extra, like, they can they can quit. They can quit. They don't have to wait to find a new job. They don't have to, like, they can just be like, man, fuck this. I quit. And it's like, all right, cool. Here's $5,000. Fucking don't let the door hit you. So I don't know. Like, the more I'm thinking about it, it kind of makes sense. Although it seems counterintuitive for sure. What about, like, but if you don't set, like, a date that, like, if you're not hired before this date, you don't get the $5,000. Otherwise, people are going to be like, hey, I got my incentive to move to this location to fucking... You know, y'all pay for all my shit to fly here. You have to work. I, you have to work here for a certain amount of time. How about that? Not yeah. a date, but like, dude, a you year. have to work here for like a year before you can just quit and get paid. Yeah, right. No, um, have you guys heard about? Um, Jesus, what is it? Um, or do you guys have like a really bad labor shortage at like all your oh, fast food dude, chains it's, down there? It's everywhere yeah. and it's bad. Yeah, so I mean, like up here we have like uh, Taco Bell's and McDonald's and stuff like that closing at like 10 o'clock traditionally close it you know two o'clock or four o'clock or anything like that and there's no one there or you go there and they're like we can literally only make you coffee like i went through so i'm a musician and we come back home and then because sometimes like the shows that we play are only like an hour or two a half away from home so we come back and it's like 3 30 in the morning and i go through mcdonald's and they're like hey uh so we're not doing food right now. And I was like, what do you mean you're not doing food? Like you're doing, you're, we're not doing dinner food or you're doing breakfast food. And they're like, no, like we don't have a dinner or a breakfast menu. I was like, so what? Like you're doing coffee? And they're like, we have coffee. And I was like, no, but you have no fucking food. And they're like, yeah, no, we're not doing that right now. And the chick behind the intercom was like, dude, fuck it. Like, I know we should be closed. Right. Like, but I'm still here. Yeah. This shit sucks. So exactly, I hate my fucking job here, but you know I'm staying because I like you know having a fucking paycheck like a normal person. Yeah, I don't know. So Taco Bell pissed me the fuck off the other day, right? So I, I did the the I did the thing. I got in line. And there's like three motherfuckers ahead of me. And by the way, it's like nine fifty in the morning, and they funnel you down, yeah, like cattle. And then you're like, you're fucked. Yeah, and so I got into the point where there was like three people ahead of me and like two people behind me. And I pull up, gets to the person in front of me, and the person in front of me takes, like, ten fucking minutes. Like, okay, that's an exaggeration, but no bullshit, like, four to five minutes, right? Like, not exaggerating, that's realistically, like, four to five minutes. Um, Which is uncalled for at a Taco Bell. Yeah, like, unless you're ordering for a fucking school or something. Pick a number, pick a drink, and fucking roll on, bro. So a boy scout troop needs tacos right now. So we have two hundred tacos we're ordering. Yeah, no. Other than that, get the fuck through. Get your shit and go home. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, whatever. The you know this fucking bullshit. Fuck this. But I can't leave because there's people behind me. So I pull up to the window. It's like nine fifty one now, and I was like, hey, I want this right, and it's a breakfast item. And this is like fucking you know AM Crunchwrap or whatever. And they were like. Oh, sorry. We don't actually open until 10. So what the... F- okay, yeah. 
So the guy in front of me was just bitching. <laughs> shenanigans. I call shenanigans. The guy in front of me was bitching at the person for not being open yet. Because they served fucking breakfast, by the way. And they weren't open until 10. That's cool. I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. And then I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Because obviously y'all don't know what the fuck. What? Yeah. No, I get you. Cocksucker of the week right there. No. No. I have a cocksucker of the week. <laughs> Who's cocksucker of the week this week? Cocksucker of the week is... Lottery ticket motherfuckers, the scratch off motherfuckers. Ooh. All right. So same fucking day. I'm not bullshitting this. I leave Taco Bell. I go get food at the place next door, barbecue joint, got a breakfast taco, right? Went to the gas station and was like, all right, I'm going to get a Gatorade. I'm going to go home. I'm going to chill. So I go to the gas station. I grab my Gatorades. I'm standing in line. There's one motherfucker working at the gas station, right? Standard operating procedure. Now, these fucking cocksuckers were standing at the front and they were doing the thing where they're like, give me 10 of those. And then they would scratch the fucking ticket right there at the counter and then scan all of them and then go, okay, we got 20 bucks back. Give me five of those. Uh huh. Scratch them all off. All right. Scan them. Okay. We got 30 bucks back. Give me five of those. I'm curious. I have to ask Dane in a, in a state where the, you can gamble, right? You can gamble in Iowa. Right, you can gamble here. So, do you have these these degenerates that are buying scratch offs in gas stations? So you have these degenerates, and, and I'll make it really short and sweet because but this is a good story. Um, but uh, we have people that'll bring in ten tickets, and it takes the cashier twenty minutes to get through the motherfuckers. But if they see that there's another person standing in line behind said cocksucker, they will. Expedite the process and be like, no, okay, let me grab this guy's uh, simply orange and slice of breakfast pizza here really quick, and then he can get on with his fucking day, and then I'll do your lottery tickets. It was dinner pizza that just transitioned to breakfast pizza, but yeah. <laughs> so Casey's, you y'all have Casey's yet? No, no. I'm okay, not to Oklahoma and like, because they're just starting to get them. I found that out last time when I was in Oklahoma in September. You go out there, they're just starting to get Casey's, and Casey's has literally the best breakfast pizza. I don't know if y'all have that. What, it's got you like know, eggs and sausage breakfast tacos. Wait, you just fucked me up. <laughs> no, I feel like I could get down with this. some greasy shit I like to oh, get into. Breakfast pizza? I'm telling you, this is the best fucking invention since sliced bread. You go into any Iowa gas station before 11 o'clock in the morning, and there's a piece of pizza there, and it has, like, kind of a cheesy sauce with eggs, bacon, sausage, all that shit, and a rotisserie, and you just grab yourself a slice of breakfast pizza and go on with your fucking day. You fucking Yankees. God damn it. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're damn Yankees, but we don't want to move because there's breakfast pizza up here. That's valid. Uh, that's the first valid argument for the fucking Yankees that I've ever heard. Breakfast pizza? Are you fucking with me right now? You're blowing I'm my not mind. kidding you, man. It is the best fucking thing. We will literally... And, and from a gas station. Not like... We won't go to Pizza Hut. We won't go to, you know, Domino's, Papa John's, none of that shit. We go to Casey's gas station. We call them. We order breakfast pizza and take it home to our family and enjoy breakfast pizza. Wow. All right. So I, Floridians I, didn't know about breakfast tacos 15 years ago. And now here we are not knowing about, about breakfast, breakfast pizza. pizza. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought we were breaking me. barriers. Is this new to you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Holy shit. You need to come to Iowa. 
We I can just go to a Casey's like a bunch of fucking hillbillies on some random morning and get your lives changed. Dude, and that's, right. You sold me on it. You sold me on it. We can find like, a cheap hotel out there. Just eat pizza I used all day. To be, dude, I used to be late to high school because, all right, so my high school was on one side of the railroad tracks. On the other side was Casey's. And so we would say, oh, we had to go get gas. Or we would pretend that we lived on the other side of the railroad tracks and say there was a train that ran through when I was supposed to come to high school, but really you were just going to get breakfast pizza. That's nice. That's a good way to be. Damn, dude. So scratch-off <laughs> tickets while the other guy's trying to get his orange juice, some breakfast pizza, whatever, or simply orange. Whatever. Oh, yeah, that's that's bringing it all the way back. So uh, I, I kind of figured in a state that had legalized gambling – these scratch off motherfuckers wouldn't be as as Prolific. much much of a problem, right? But it sounds right. like they're 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 pretty much everywhere. One of my one of my best friends, um, she uh, she's like my bitchy older sister that I never had. She books all the stuff for the Hard Rock that we have here in our town, the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Sioux City, and um, her mom won like fifty thousand dollars on a scratch off ticket. Okay. So like. Scratch-off tickets are very, very much a thing up here, but gas station cashiers will always be the first to shove the scratch-off people. Like They're almost like a culture yeah, that you sure. get, oh, we got to eradicate the scratch-off people, but like, let me get the normal people through here that go to the Hard Rock or go to the gambling joint on a Friday like a normal person. Let me get them through the line so we can get to your scratch-off needs. It's almost like crackheads. It's like a weird thing. I bet there's but, a I bet there's a Venn diagram that has scratch off people heads. and crackheads yeah. that yeah, overlap. Exactly. <laughs> At least in Iowa. That's science, dude. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> I was in the I, I, I was in the gas station, right? Uh, and I I was behind these scratch off cocksuckers, right? But I, so I was getting a drink. <clears throat> uh, you know, I, I get hungover often so you know gatorade fucking whatever water you know something uh so i'm standing in line behind these motherfuckers but one of the other things that i did grab was a candy bar and i made sure that i grabbed the king size motherfucker because why the fuck wouldn't you dude i want to talk about king size motherfuckers but uh first i want to talk about today's sponsor today's episode is brought to you by audible Get a free 30-day trial membership and a free audiobook by going to whiskeyandwhiskerspodcast.com and clicking the link for Audible. When you sign up, you'll get a free 30-day membership, a credit for a free audiobook or two credits if you're already a Prime member, and access to Audible Plus catalog of free podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. As much as you want to listen, no credits needed. There's also thousands of titles to listen to. So, like, all of your, like, found time... Uh, you know, like when you're commuting or when you're cooking, exercising, just hanging out, all that shit. That's that's when you need to capitalize on this Audible uh, program. For real, Audible is my favorite source of media, dude. Like, I, I was telling to do this in my shop today. Like, I listen to Audible more than I watch TV, like Hulu or, or Netflix or any of that. I listen to Audible more than I play video games, more than I watch movies. Uh, it, it, I don't I don't have time to, like, sign up for all that shit. So Audible works great for me. I prefer sci-fi, but it's nice to listen to to classics. You know, you can get like, dude, you can get people thinking that you're a smart motherfucker, right? Like you can Art do of the war. Charles Dickens or, or uh, Jordan Peterson or Stephen Hawking, and that shit will make you sound smart. You know, yeah, and it'll get you laid. 
you can do horror, Stephen King, H.P. Lovecraft uh, for a good scare, nonfiction, fiction, fantasy, sports, comedy, comics, self-help, history, finance, or erotica, which, you know, I know all of us are into. Mm-hmm. They've got it all. Go to our website, whiskeyandwhiskerspodcast.com, and click the Audible link at the bottom. You can also use our our URL, audibletrial.com slash whiskeyandwhiskers, R-U-R-L, audibletrial. Our? Our? our URL. <laughs> yeah. Audibletrial.com slash whiskey and whiskers. Uh, you'll get an email reminder before your free trial ends. There's really no risk. Like, it's free. Just go see what's up. And hey, I want to add one more big pro to that, especially for you, Blake. You can't read, so audiobooks are crucial for yeah, you. Yeah, uh, again, it works well for me. Yeah. I'm not saying it can do everything for you that it's done for me. But, but you need to you need to tell people that. You need to be more honest about it. If you can't read, fucking this is the way to get be. audiobooks because you can <laughs> fucking listen to them. That's right. And, and sound, they have them in and Spanish. And sound like you know how to read. They even have sign language audiobooks now. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all stay tuned, man. Technology is just creeping up. So, uh, here, let's take this shot. And then I want to talk about King Size Candy Bar, motherfuckers. And not the whiskey? Oh, Here. Hold uh, on, y'all. I think we still got... I think we still got another topic. We got we to gotta wait. We'll break it down. We'll break it down. Break it, break it down? Is it we'll time to talk about the whiskey down. already? Fuck. Uh, we're almost right. an hour, right? Yeah, dude, we're cooking. We're All cooking. Right. Cheers. 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 We'll set caps and condoms. That's what I'll fuck with. Oh, oh, oh. <sighs> I don't know. Do we want to talk about whiskey right now, or do we want to talk about king-size candy bars? What's a king-size candy bars? So, while I uh, tend to agree with you, generally... Okay, how about this? I bought a king-size Twix the other day, and it's the caramel, the salted caramel motherfucker, and I thought that, like, dark chocolate... Twix was the way to be. Like I thought that was, you know, the end all be all. Because you're a degenerate. And then they stepped it up a notch, and now we've got salted caramel Twix. Uh so I bought a king size salted caramel Twix. Then my mind, of course, went to, well, why don't they make dark chocolate salted caramel Twix? Get at me, Twix. Like, come on, let's do let's do this, you know? But uh my point was, why the fuck can you not buy a regular size anything anymore? Like, there's no such thing as a regular Reese's. There's no such thing yeah, as a regular is. Twix, dude. Nobody buys that no. shit, and they do, and dude, like, I'm not saying anybody right. buys it. No, like, dude, I went to Taco John's the other day. You order a medium. The new medium is the new fucking large. Like, I mean, a medium pop you think is like, or okay, pop uh, Yankee, but uh-huh. uh, soda. You buy no, a we weren't gonna say anything. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, Yankee. Yankee check, but uh, so you buy a medium sized soda, and it's like that's it's supposed to be that big, it's not supposed to have like a bevel out on the side, and that's what a medium is at most fast food restaurants. But now, now you get a Homer bucket, like a fucking five gallon bucket full of soda, exactly. You bring it back next week and five dollars for a refill. Like, <laughs> this is why you're fat, this is why you're fat for sure. Uh, me, tell, tell me. <laughs> Tell me that you can still get regular candy bars, like, or, or at least that they're showcased like the king size, right? Oh, they're not showcased. Uh, you got to go to the bottom shelf for that shit. And I feel like I feel like they've uh, they figured out that, you know what what we want. Yeah. And uh, only certain candy bars even still have the regular sizes anymore. Now pretty much everything is king size. I mean, who's only going to eat two Reese's? The the default is king size. But I will, yeah, I'll give you that. You get more bang for your buck. I'm going to be honest, guys. Every time I come to the podcast, I get a king-size Reese's, and I eat all four of them before the show's over. Uh, usually towards the end, when we're done drinking, I eat all four of them. And it's a good way to be. A Reese's? A Reese's. Dang. A Reese's. Back me up here. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm with you. Um, what, what, I'm just is... getting lost because us Yankees call them Reese's. Yeah, so do, so do so, we. So do we. It's just these <laughs> fucking assholes that yeah. call it a Reese's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. No, uh... 
I will say, my old man he always used to go into gas stations and he'd buy a king size, like he'd give me two of them. So yeah, you can still get it. I think I don't buy candy a whole hell of a lot in gas stations. I usually just buy cigarettes and booze. But like for the you gotta most keep part, it healthy, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, but. I think you can still get them at most gas stations up here. You can get the twin packs. The twin packs? Uh, so yeah. l- let me ask you this then, since we're talking candy bar sizes here. What's the difference between a, fo- a fun size and a bite size? There isn't one. Ooh. Uh, there bite is. size you buy in a fucking Walmart or something like that. Dude, when, because, you get the, uh, when you get the Halloween bag, those say fun size. And I've seen a motherfucker be like, oh, cool, they're bite size, and slam a whole one of those in his <laughs> mouth. It's like, bro, that's not bite size. That's fun size. And it's it's a little, you know, it's a little chode. It's a little bigger. So there's a distinction between the sizes. King size, bite size, and fun size. Not necessarily in that and order. And regular size. And regular size. I'm so confused, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the bite size ask. sounds fun. I feel like with it. I feel I like we're over... Guys. Go ahead. I you. feel like we're overlooking what's really important here, okay? So we can all agree that Reese's are fucking amazing, right? So I do enjoy a Reese's. <laughs> They're so fucking good, Reese's. What's better? The extra thick? The normal? <laughs> or the little motherfuckers? No, wait, dude. The fucking, like, Easter kind that are shaped like bunnies? Those are fucking yeah, those are, really those are good. Yeah. But what about Absolutely. the little motherfuckers? You know, you know what I'm talking about, like the little fucking oh, little cups, little yeah. quarter size ones, and yeah, they're wrapped yeah. in foil. Yeah, yeah, foil, foil, foil. <laughs> God damn it! Reynolds <laughs> wrap. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll hey, just leave her there. How do you, <laughs> how do you say foil? Foil, 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 foil. Yeah. Don't foil my plans. Yeah, I love the jet or the geographical divide here. I love it. <laughs> So they wrap the Reese's in full, and uh, <laughs> and it's all about that chocolate to peanut butter ratio, right? Like that's right. What, and and those uh, the Easter kind, the the eggs, right? Those are the ones that have the most peanut butter for your buck. They're so good. Dude. So I feel like that, that's where you want to be. I feel like it doesn't even matter the size, you know. Like that at least size that's doesn't what matter, she told right? Me. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> she lied to you. <laughs> but the. Uh, the peanut butter to chocolate ratio in a like a double cup versus a normal cup versus a, a mini cup. She wants that thick peanut butter boy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All over. <laughs> so what? Which one do you think has the most peanut butter in it? The small one. Of, of, of the standard sizes that you can't get, like an exclusive for fucking Easter or something, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> or Christmas. <laughs> they have a Hanukkah one too, shaped like a menorah. Do they? Yeah, it's full of peanut butter. It's so good. Wait, they should totally really? should though. No, I'm fucking lying on my ass. But they should. They should. I feel like this is all just like a uh, a big talk of like. I mean, we're trying to speak. I don't want to turn this into a caller daddy podcast, but like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're talking about like what size has a bigger load of what? the contents. Oh, here. that's what, what we're getting mean? at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is science. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if like, and yeah, we the smaller ones, the menorahs have the biggest one, and then, like, yeah, all the smaller sizes have reciprocating just, sizes. Just, just don't guess, discount the little ones, you know? Like, And we are nothing if not uh, objective and scientific in our methods. Mm-hmm. There we go. It's tested and true. It's not anything that's not without, you know, research. And on that note, we should, uh, we should take a shot of this and talk about it, I think. We probably should. Uh... All right, go ahead and pour up shots. In the meantime, I got a question for uh, Dane here. Uh, Silverback Gorilla versus a 
Grizzly Bear. Who wins? Kodiak Grizzly Bear, specifically. Kodiak, Ooh, Kodiak. Uh, Kodiak Grizzly Bear. Okay, so, I mean, with Silverback Gorilla, you have the raw strength factor. But, I mean, they're going to have to go head-to-head because I don't feel like a Silverback Gorilla is fast enough to get away from a bear. Okay, there, like, there, there's also there's also the, the playing field, right? Uh, right. Environmental factors. Environmental factors, if you will. Um, so... <laughs> Let's say that for the sake of this argument, they're in a field for the most part, but it has like two trees. And AstroTurf. AstroTurf? That, yeah. that changes the playing field a lot. This is an I animal mean, dueling Grizzly bears, bears wear cleats all the time. You know, I mean, they... Uh, <laughs> I, th- I thought they rode bicycles. What's that? <laughs> I thought they rode bicycles. Yeah, they do. They do. Sometimes, yeah. right? Uh, just ask and Clark Green. Yeah, they ride bikes. <laughs> Uh, with a bottle of booze. Um, no, uh, man, that's a hard fucking draw because bears got claws. See, and everyone always fucking discounts that. Like, people are so quick to be like, dude, a gorilla is a bad motherfucker. And it's like, dude, a gorilla is 800 pounds. This Kodiak grizzly is 1,200 pounds. A gorilla has fingernails. A bear's got fucking six inch claws. Like, yeah, absolute fucking man workers. Um, I don't know. They have you ever seen shoot a Grizzly bear in captivity? No. Uh, I don't think I Maybe have. from far, far away. I want to see this. Six years ago, and that's why we're all in a world of shit right now. I don't that's know. true. That's true. No one talks about, no one oh. talks about Teddy, but everyone talks about Harambe, the gorilla that died for all our sins. Like, yep. No, I remember that, man. Harambe. That was weird, wasn't it? No, Harambe or whatever yeah. his fucking name was. Yeah. Harambe. Harambe. Yeah. Hyundai, so what, Hyundai. So what, what it is. so what you're saying is, uh, grizzlies are impervious to bullets, and gorillas aren't. Clearly, I mean, if we just look at anecdotal evidence, so that's just another tick in the uh, Kodiak grizzly playbook. Really, this is an ongoing debate between y'all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is years. We're years into this discussion. Lots of years. I, I honestly, I think I'd give it to the grizzly uh, for pure weight and piercing advantage. Because a grizzly could scratch a grizzly, a gorilla could not scratch a grizzly. Oh man! All right, here's here's where I've been on this stand. Just just so everybody knows, uh, sure. I think if a bear gets the initial charge, whenever they're running at him, it's over. It's fucking done. Like game over. Gorilla's dead. Dude, it's like getting hit right. by a Volkswagen. Right. Yeah, with claws. But with if claws. the if the gorilla dodges the initial charge, what do we got? A ninja fucking gorilla? Yeah, fuck, fuck yeah. <laughs> He's been training with Mike Tyson. The gorilla. I'm just saying, if the gorilla dodges the initial charge, I think it's a closer fight. Yeah, that's a big if bucket, dude. <laughs> All right, let's okay, take a so shot and talk about it. It's kind of like a boxer versus an MMA fighter. Like, if the gorilla gets the grapple, like, he's got it. But a bear has the charge and has the striking distance, he could fucking get it. And bears eat fish, like salmon, which is really good for your brain. And what do gorillas eat? Fucking salad? Bananas. Yeah, get out of here. Get out of here. Fucking hay and like hot dogs and shit from the circus. And right, children mm. at a zoo. I don't know. Today we're drinking Widow Jane, Lucky 13, straight bourbon whiskey, aged 13 years in American Oak. Uh, there's some more shit here. Pure limestone mineral water from the legendary Rosendale Garbage. Mines of New York. This stuff's made in New York City. You remember that? New commercial? York City. Uh, I don't know. Let's talk about it. Sweetness. How do we feel? A little high. I need another shot so I can tell. 
I didn't really pay attention. I wouldn't say like high high, but a little high. Like three? Like Chris high or like? Nah. No. Uh, three? You give it a three? Yeah. Maybe a 2.5. Hold on. I don't know. I'll go three. Sweetness. All right, crunch. How do we feel about crunch? Low. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty smooth. smooth. Yeah. Two? Two. It's almost like olive oil. Fucking same. Like mine's. Uh, bite. Low. 1.5. Yeah, real low. All right, bottle. Dude, what's the definition no, of crunch? Is, here, I'm not. I'm not a big whiskey connoisseur on the on the sense of uh, the vernacular. What's uh, the crunch factor? Nobody else. Nobody else t- talks about crunch either. But uh, have you ever had like garage aged whiskey? I have not. Have you ever had a bottle sit around in the studio for like an extra day and then you drink it tomorrow? But someone sure. left the but someone left the lid off. You know. Yep. Yep. It's, it's extra crunchy. You know what I mean? Like it's it's. Follow. Yeah. Okay. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. That's- it's, it's, uh, so honestly, the best way I could describe it in semi pretentious terms would be like dry. Like it's just fucking grainy and fucking like you feel it in your teeth, you know? Yeah. I follow. It's got some body to it. So, yeah. When we talk about bottle, uh, I want to like this because, you know, it was expensive. But dude, this bottle's kind of whack for, for what it is. Um, it's pretty pretty simple black and white label. There's a bunch of words on the back which I'm not totally into. Don't there's, try and read it. There's no unique texture to the bottle, so it, like it doesn't stand out that much. It does have a barrel number, a bottle number, and a date, which is cool, like yeah. handwritten on it. And the pop was good. And the pop was good. So like I don't want to just completely shit on it, but dude, the best I can give it is a two two point five, and even that feels a little bit high. A bottle for a bottle. I was gonna go four. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Are you getting Why? that confused with drunkenness? No. I was going to say three. Are y'all, uh, y'all on a 10 scale? No, on a, a five, five scale. Five, five scale. Can scale, you see okay. it? Yeah, here, show it to Dane. Show it to Dane. Hold it up. It's, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. There it goes. All right, Widow Jam. Yep, yep. Chop, why? Okay. What What about this bottle says, like, stands out to you? Honestly, so... Um, it looks harsh. Like, that. That that's the vibe I take from it, just looking at it. Like, all right, we have a cork. We don't need to prove anything to you. And uh, it looks like it's, like, stencil print on the label. So, it says military hard-ass type. You know, right. So, right, you know the mugshot, the mugshot font? That's the font that it's yeah, got. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. The lockup. Uh, all right, this is who in your town went to lockup this week. Yeah. Here's why I go for a four, all right? One, I really like the font. Two, I like the label. Three, it's got the handwritten fucking... Proof and all that. Yeah, all that. Batch and bottle number. Uh, Fourth point is that the pop was fucking great. Uh, Lastly, the bottle is like not unique in the sense that it's... uh, Like it doesn't have any engraving on it or anything, right? But it's very like bulbous. For lack of a better word. Unique New York. Uh, so bulgy is like a moose. I like it. I don't know. I like it. Dude, you, know, you put that bottle up there with the, any of those bottles and it fucking sucks. Chop, yeah. I, I appreciate your synopsis, but you're wrong. And that's okay. You can be wrong. 3.5. I'd say 9 out of 10 pedophiles agree with you. Yeah, I mean. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, Dude, the best I can do is 2.5. I don't know. That's that's a high price for that contract, dude. I a two point five is high for that. That's average. That's yeah, a, that's an average bottle. Yeah, I, that's I, an above average bottle. I would give it a three, I guess. All right, how do we feel about drunkenness? Like, are we Four. getting are we getting drunk? Four. Ooh, wow. Yeah, yeah, we're doing we're doing ninety nine proof, boys. 
Is and that what it is? And yeah, damn. And it's super smooth. Uh, it really yeah, I is. Could, yeah. I could go four on, on drunkenness. I could do that. Okay, have you guys braided your... Uh, have you guys done, like, a stereotypical whiskey staples for your baseline? Yeah, like so we Bex, actually... Or Jack Daniels, Jameson, all that stuff? We, we actually have a video on uh, YouTube of me and Blake doing a blind taste testing of our uh, our top five at the time, which was it was early on in our career. So it was, it was pretty basic shit, right? Like it was uh, Woodford, Gentleman Jack, Gentleman Jack, Elijah uh, Craig, Koval, I think was in there. Nine Banded. Nine Banded was in there. Uh, yeah. But so so we did a blind taste test on that and uh, kind of kind of did something similar to what you're talking about where it was like, all right, here's our top five at the moment. We're going to blind taste test them. See how we feel about it. Uh, Which can you, the, the one, it blew my mind and I, I'm very proud of this. I picked out every single bottle, yep. every single one that I tasted. I was like, I know what that is. However, before we, we did the blind taste testing, we did our, like what we thought was going to be like one, two, three, four, five. And it like, it didn't line up. Right. So I was like, I think that's this. Also, I think that's under this. Like it's it goes against what I said before. Uh the number one, what it ended up being, Elijah Craig. Yep. If you've never had Elijah that, Craig, that shit is cool. fucking bomb for for what it for what it is, that shit is good. No, and you know, I think that's a really honest way to take it because I think a lot of a lot of tasting anymore goes to Oh, you're doing Jameson? Holy shit. Or, oh, you're doing Jack Daniels? You're going to fight cops by the end of the night. Like, I think it, it a reputation precedes it in a lot of ways anymore. Well, yeah. there is some truth to some of those statements. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. no I, won't, I won't knock that at all, but no. I think, I think yeah, it takes the name brand takes a lot of the uh, power or uh, respect yeah, away I, from the factory. So, I, I don't know if we've talked about it on the show before, but Malort. Have you ever heard of Malort? Oh, God, I've had Malort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to nuke your family Christmas, bring a bottle of Malort. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so, like, legit, some of their advertisements were like, tonight's the night you fight your dad. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, Malort has some of the best advertisements I've ever fucking seen. And it, it, it's all just like, we know we're shit. It's fine. But just know what you're getting into. <laughs> like it's it's a, it's a the, shit show. Have you seen the video of the guy? He's like, uh, try to review a bottle of Malort. Like, and he's like, Malort. He takes a shot. And he goes, it's great whiskey. And then like he can't finish his sentiment on it. And he's like, and he tries it four or five times. He's like, Malort. It's better after three. And like he can't finish any. I need to get down on this. Great. This sounds like. This sounds like something I'd like. We need to feature this in next week's show. <laughs> yeah, this is so. This is another one that I like a lot. Uh, Malort, when you need to unfriend someone in person. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's true, man. That's so fucking true. That is just a bitter. I so I had a thing with my friend. Uh, he's like one of the best bartenders I've ever met, and we sat down. We went shot for shot on all kinds of things. And uh, he showed me, like, Jameson Orange and, like, all these different, like, Jameson 13-year or um, Jack Daniels Steel Reserve. Yeah, whatever the, you know, whiskey, fancy whiskeys or, like, King James that costs, like, 250 or 300 a bottle. And we went and just did shot for shot. And afterwards, he'd tell me what it was. And then we took Malort. And I was just, like, I'm about to puke and fucking die. And he goes, oh, that was Malort. 
That's what I told you about the awful fucking liquor I bought a couple weeks ago. What is it? What is it about uh, drinking shot for shot with a friend, dude? That just screams country music to me. Like you're gonna, <laughs> at, by the end of the night, you're gonna be able to write a good song, right? And you may not remember it tomorrow, but that's that's the headspace you need to be in. Is is I'm I, like we finished this bottle together. We opened it, we popped the cork at the same time, and then me and you drank it. And now let's write some music. Hey, when the whiskey wears off, you might remember the lyrics to the song. God damn it, there's there my go. plug for the night. Yeah. Whiskey wears off, available everywhere now that you guys are listening to music. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Dude, so I think maybe, so out of all of them, one of my favorites for Malort is uh, when a passive-aggressive passive text isn't good enough. <laughs> Malort. That's that scene. It's so great because that's that's right on the fucking money too. <laughs> Malord is fucking. Ugh. I gotta try this uh, stuff. I gotta. Yeah, say, we're gonna. Is this worse than ancient age? In a way, or old crow? In the way no, that it affects you, worst, yes. It is the, the worst whiskey you have ever know. put on your lips. Worse Guaranteed. than Kentucky Deluxe, KD. It is worse than everything. I will oh, guarantee man. that. If not, I'll come down to fucking Austin tomorrow and I would try bet to money. Read it to you. I bet on the contract. I bet money that the uh, the magic box is going to produce a bottle down. of Malort pretty soon. So oh. another one, just just for the sake of the audience, Malort, the official drink of. I'm not getting my security deposit back. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Dane, for for the sake of the show, like we don't just drink th- this bottle is actually a, a fancy bottle that that the box just came across. I guess uh, it got lucky. Um, it's an expensive bottle. It's a nice bottle, and we've actually been on a tear of nice bottles. However, it's Christmas holiday. This dude. show, this show drinks all types. Of, we do not discriminate, right? Yeah. So uh, right. you know, sometimes sometimes we're drinking Old Crow. Sometimes we're drinking Kentucky Deluxe. Sometimes we're drinking uh, Southern Comfort. We are which not, is not whiskey, by the way. <laughs> we are not demographically challenged. So I, yeah, I, I would, I'd be willing to bet that uh, Malort, Malort comes up, and it'll be a feat when we drink that entire bottle. Yeah, it, we'll be proud. It'll be interesting if nothing else. Speaking of feet, all right, well, let's take the shot. Yeah, speaking of feet, somebody's feet smell bad. And speaking of feet, dude, and this will be something that Dan can hang in there with. Uh, Cheers, guys. Cheers. Oh, 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 this week I bought a new pair of boots. And I don't mean a new pair of fucking Lou Casey's or Tony Lama's. Nah, I bought a new pair of like, I'm going to wear these everyday fucking boots. Right? Red wings, baby. These these are Caterpillar, right? Ooh, Caterpillar. But okay. uh, I think they were 80 bucks or something. Like, I'm going to wear these every day. I'm going to use them to ride my motorcycle. Like, that, that's the type of boots that I'm, that I'm talking about. Well, a new pair of boots is like fucking brutal dude like that shit goes so that's a burden man and and all these uh, like i I wore them to work and i'm still trying to like do my job and like you know we're loading 18 wheelers and like do you know we're doing some shit we're doing some man shit right and everybody's telling me bro you just gotta like stand in a bathtub full of water and then wear them wet all day and i'm like fuck you like dude no the way i'm gonna do this is i'm gonna wear them every day and it's a it's a battle of wills it's my will versus the boots will and I'm gonna overcome it. Like, like I'm gonna wear these boots until they fucking conform to my wishes. You might be a stubborn motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A- Do you have lower back problems yet? <laughs> oh, sure. Okay. Oh, oh, I have back problems out the ass, so I can agree. Yeah. No. Wait, back, it's, it's back, back problems out the ass? Hold on. Hold on. I want to analyze this. 
analyze it. <laughs> uh, dude, but have you bought a new pair of boots no. and had to like really fucking dude? It's a bad. So like my last pair of boots that I bought, they they were they were nicer than like a pair of dress boots, right? And dude, those motherfuckers like they're a little bit rough. Like they hurt your your like the bottoms of your feet for a day or two. No, these are something different. These are like I'm gonna fuck up your calves. I'm gonna rub hair off of your legs. I'm gonna squeeze the top of your feet. Like it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt every second of it. And I'm I'm not into that shit, right? <laughs> like I'm not I'm not the guy that's like, hey, this hurts. Cool. Nah. Fuck you, boots. I'm just like angry all day. I'm looking at my boots like, fuck you. I'm not taking you off. Hey, I mean, that's one way to be. Never. No, I reciprocate that. I want a shitload of Tony Lamas, Dan Post. Uh, I mean, okay, so I've worn... There, there's kind, two kinds of Tony Lamas, too. There's the uh, the Rough Rider kinds, where you wear... They're, they're supposed to be the daily wearers. And then there's the Ostrich Tony Lamas. I have Elephant Tony Lamas. I have uh, just Buckskin Tony Lamas. And I have Ariat boots. Ariat's always wear the toes off a lot faster for me because I drag my toe and shit like that. Dan Post has always been the boot that I've always worn, and they felt like they're already worn when I step into them. I don't know why, but they wear out faster. They wear out faster than any other boot that See, that's I've the ever thing. worn. It's like, I feel like I feel like I'm earning something right now, right? Like once once I get these boots broken then they're going to be good for like 10 years. And I, and I retired yes. a pair of Caterpillar boots before I got into these. So now I'm just, it's it's a battle of wills. That's all. It is. It, is. it always is. And I'm, I'm so glad in my hometown too, um, there is a, uh, there's a pair of, uh, this is weird. I think my power just went out. This is kind of weird. Um, I had a heater and a, and a light that went out really quick. Um, minor trip to breaker. Um, but, uh, that's Iowa when you have seven degree weather and you have to run a space heater and a lamp on the same circuit. Um, but, uh, I've worn, uh, I've worn have, have you some ever damn fucked- boots that, that are hard to earn, you know, and all of a sudden you, uh, oh, well, it's back on. Um, have you ever fucked with Luke yeah, Casey? Have, do you know what Luke Casey is? Oh yeah. Yeah. My, uh, so my guitarist was Luke Casey's religiously. And he's had a pair of Luke Casey's that have lasted him about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And they have blown out sides, but the soles have never gone out. You just keep so wearing those, dude. Them. You just keep wearing them. Keep wearing them until oh, they dude. don't fucking work anymore. And he has. I mean, he wore them through every show that we did. And he goes, Luke Casey's are the best boot I've ever bought. But the sides blew out. But the soles are still good. And my, my problem always is the soles go out first. And the sides are still good. So, I don't know. I, I, I totally get where you're coming from. You have to earn a boot. But, actually, Dollars of Dentist, the best boot that I've ever bought, that I've worn harshly in, you know, hydraulic fluid and fucking soil on a farm field, is Cody James. Actually, I was shocked. Because I bought him discount clearance. Those boots have outlasted every pair of boots for the trial test over any boot. Are they steel toe? No, they're flat. They're they're square toe boots, and I don't wear square toe. I always wear pointy toe boots, and that's kind of people give me shit for it, whatever. But the the square toe Cody James boots that have a leather bottom, they've outlasted every fucking boot that I've ever had. Hey, the good thing about those people that are giving you shit for wearing uh, round toe boots versus square toe, the good thing about them is fuck them. You know, 
Exactly. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I can kick that cockroach in the corner. Can you? Like, dude, I I don't know why. And and the square toed boot fad is like, dude, it's everywhere. Everybody's wearing square toed boots now, and, and like, I can't I can't get down with it. I can't get down with it. I bet they don't like breakfast tacos. I so uh, or pizza. Yeah, breakfast pizza either. Uh, I was also listening to an interview of yours, Danes, uh, where you mentioned that some of your hobbies were uh, riding motorcycles. Yep. So uh, we love motorcycles on this podcast. I'm just curious, what kind of what kind of bike you ride? All right. So uh, I got I got three bikes. Um, right now, I'm tearing down. I have a '99 Borgette Chopper with a 113. Um, and I hate Borgettes because they have an aluminum frame and they store the, the oil tank is in the frame. If you know Borgettes, my buddy is a chopper builder. Um, there's a real popular, I'm, I'm from Sioux City, Iowa, like I said, and there's a really popular motorcycle club around here called Alfonsero Motorcycle Club. And my buddy builds choppers and he's had choppers and hot bike and everything like that. And so... I'm having him build me a chopper out of the 113 and the drivetrain that's in that Borgette right now. And But other than that, aside from like old school chopper motorcycles, uh, my dad drag raced Kawasaki's all the way through the 80s. He was a points champion. He went down to Mississippi and uh, Louisiana and Missouri, and he did really, really well. And um, Mogensen's my last name. So Dave Mogensen was my dad, and he raced Kawasaki's all the way through the 80s and stuff like that. So I have a uh, 2005 ZRX 1200 Kawasaki, and I have a 78 LTD 1000. So I love the fast bikes. I love all that shit, but my kind of class is more old-school chopper-type shit. That's kind of what I dig into. But my dad always liked the shit that was faster than fuck and just ran like rape tape on bath salts. I wish Chris was here. Uh, our fourth is drinking Coronas with his bros tonight. Uh, he's a Corona bro, I, yeah. but uh, but he's uh, he's our resident motorcycle expert. However, he he uh, him and a few others in the friend group got me into motorcycles. So I started on a uh, Honda Shadow Seven Hundred and Fifty. Right, like that was my first first bike. Same. That was my first bike. My dad was pissed off like a motherfucker that I bought it. Dude, and, and that motherfucker started every time I wanted it to start. That fucking motherfucker ran every time I wanted it to run. And it did everything I ever asked it to do. Now, it wasn't fast. Yes. It, it wasn't, I don't know, it had flames on it. It wasn't particularly pretty, but it was kind of cool. But so, uh, right. I still I still ride a Vulcan 900. That's my bike that oh, I yeah. have. Yeah. Uh, and that, it, I don't know. I love it, man. It's, it's, it's fucking dope. So I did a uh, I did a ride out from uh, Austin to Lakey, and then we hung out for the weekend, uh, floated the river, and did all that shit. And then we rode back, right? And we did the the what is it? The twin sisters out there in Lake Lakey, uh, which that's like a three hour ride each direction. Okay, so that's the level of like bike riding that that we were doing. Uh, the ride home though, it started pouring ass rain, like fucking pouring rain. And we've been drunk for three days, you know? So we're right. waking up hungover, pouring rain, and we're like, hey, we got to ride these bikes home. And I rode home in the, I rode home in that state, right? And half the way home, I decided in my head, I was like, dude, if I'm the type of rider that can ride hungover in the rain for three hours, I deserve the bike that I want. And I went out and I bought a, uh, uh, 
a scout, an Indian scout, 1133 CC. And she's fucking beautiful, dude. I bought her new in 2018. uh, So she's not new anymore, but she's still beautiful. And she still screams. And it's a, it's a sportster killer is what the way they, they sold it to me. It's a sports market. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that bike, dude. I love that bike. And I sold, for the record, I sold. I, I think I I bought my uh, I bought a 2005 Honda Shadow was my first bike. Rode it for three years and turned around and sold it for what I paid for it. Now I put in some money while I was riding it, right? Like I changed the oil and put new tires and all that shit on it. That's the price of riding a bike. But at the end, I sold it for what I paid for it after riding it for three years. So like I'm I'm still a Honda motherfucker. Like that that shit is good. That shit is good. Dude, uh, my first my first ever motorcycle. Uh, my dad and I went into the uh the barn that he had down at the farm and there were two honda trail 70s sitting there and they were old school honda trail 70s that had motor dripped out of them everything like that but that's what my dad learned to ride on and he had a honda trail 70 as a pit bike that he would he would take the pit bike and drag his kawasaki to the line with and uh so he and I, when I was young, I mean, I was, uh, for my eighth birthday, my present was a Honda Trail 70 Hell yeah. that yeah. he and I rebuilt. And so, uh, we, we, uh, we redid this bike together. We painted it. We, uh, rewired it. We, uh, put a new motor in it, everything. It was great. And so my knee jerk reaction as I got, as I got into a teenager was to buy a Honda. So I had a Honda XR 200. It was a dual sport, and I had that for a couple of years, and I rode it and had fun with it, drove it to high school, all that shit, and my dad took it out to go check irrigation one day on the irrigation pipe, and I never heard the full story before he passed, but uh, he always said, oh yeah, the fucker just blew up on the highway. I said, no, motherfucker, you went and did motocross in the field to <laughs> you were jumping that it. son of a bitch out. Really put it through the motions. So... Honda was my knee-jerk reaction when my buddy had a street bike. That was a 750 Ace. It was an 01. It had really low miles. I think I can't remember what it had now. I sold it, but same thing. I uh, I sold it for what I bought it for and a little more. And it was a good bike, man. I felt so comfortable on it. The only thing was when I hit 80 on the interstate, I was like, oh, I'm running out of gears. Yeah, and so, yeah. but no, they're great bikes, man. Honda's. Honda has my full endorsement on how to build motorcycles. I still wear a, a ride red sh- like sweatshirt that I've got. Dude, that shit's fucking cool. And they're like, you don't even ride a Honda anymore. And I'm like, yeah, but they're fucking cool. Yeah, exactly. You can't beat that. All right, man. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, the Whiskey and Whiskers website is up. It's whiskeyandwhiskerspodcast.com. If you would like to support the show, there's a link to our Patreon account with pledges starting at just one motherfucking dollar. That's it. Just one dollar, baby. Uh, at whiskeyandwhiskerspodcast.com. You can also find links to the show no matter how you choose to listen. We are on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, Pandora, Audible, everywhere else. Just look us up. It's fucking everywhere. Uh, there's also live feeds to our social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, we're also on the That's Not Canon Network. There's tons of great podcasts no matter what you like to listen to. Most importantly, if you made it this far into the show, you're a bad motherfucker. Go to our website, whiskeyandwhiskerspodcast.com, and click that bad motherfucker link. Your donations keep the show going. This allows us to keep the uh, keep bringing that fire. Keep <laughs> drinking these bottles and to keep making you laugh. That fire, baby. So go to the yeah, website, 
Click the link and subscribe. There's some perks too, also. <laughs> as well. Yeah. In addition well. to. <laughs> uh, once you become a member, also. Uh, go see what's up. Uh, go to whiskeyandwisterspodcast.com and donate to our Patreon. New episodes every Monday, new content all the time. Until next week, uh, we got new episodes every Monday, new content all oh, the wait, time. Oh, let's, wait, let's. But before we get to the end of the episode, <laughs> Dane, go ahead and tell us where you can find your new single and uh, where you can find your music. Oh yeah, man. Um, you know, uh, we released a new single today. It was it's called "Whiskey Wears Off." Uh, it's brand new to everywhere on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, everywhere that you guys listen to electronic downloads of music. Um, Y'all, yeah, please go check it out. Dane like the dog. Lewis like St. Louis, and uh, we got a new YouTube video out with the music video. Uh, just look up "Whiskey Wears Off," Dane Lewis, and you guys can check it out. I hope y'all enjoy it. Um, and please stay tuned because in the couple months, uh, coming, we have, uh, some new singles coming out your way. And, uh, thank you to you guys for having me on today. I appreciate it. It was a good time hanging out with y'all. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And we had a great time. Hope we can do it again real soon, man. Yeah, no, this, this was great. Yeah, great we, time, man. we really appreciate it and hope to see you again soon. Uh, everybody go check out Dane's music on YouTube and we'll, uh, catch you next Monday. Yeah.